sure it's only a glitch. A temporary setback. You call this a glitch? We're scheduled to begin construction in six months. Your temporary setback could cost us $50 million in interest payments alone. Not necessarily, sir. Perhaps you're aware of the RoboCop program developed by myself at Security Concepts as a contingency against just this sort of thing? Thank you for your concern, Mr. Morton. I'm sure this is something no, we can take up in my office at a moment. Maybe what we need here is a fresh perspective. <laughs> That means I love you. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. <laughs> That's usually how we start every podcast, but we yeah. don't usually record that. <laughs> yes, we usually exactly. just sing the song for a minute or two. Uh, that, If you are not aware, that's from Jet Streamer's number one hit from the Jetsons. Yep. I watched way too much Jetsons when I was younger. Do you remember watching I watched a Jetsons? lot of Jetsons. The Jetsons they weren't and wrong the about a lot of stuff. I think they were all reruns when we were watching them. Were they? Yeah, I think those were like... 60s Yeah, I think cartoons. those were a lot more 60s. Look at like the uh, like the motif of the Jetsons. It's all mid-century modern type, uh, type futuristic stuff. Pretty cool. It, I saw a couple recently, not all the way through, but maybe some clips. For, I don't know where, but uh, it definitely had the 60s vibe. The male, oh, yeah. alpha male, he was he got angry a lot. And he, oh man, you watch anything, you watch any old shit nowadays. I was like, oh, you can't talk to a woman like that nowadays. It's (laughs) interesting when I watch old movies too, and we can get in right into the movie discussion because I watched a bunch of really good ones uh, this week. Uh, How was your week so far? Have you watched any movies? What's a movie? (laughs) 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 Too hot to be inside, probably. Uh, Well, at least you got some AC. You've been hot as hell up there at the, uh, the farm. Because have you been looking at what's going on in Great Britain right now? It's on fire. <laughs> I've been playing golf in this heat. Yeah. See, I think we're on a whole different, even not being from here, being from Massachusetts, I think it's put us in a good uh, place where we can kind of deal with extreme cold and extreme heat. And I think we've been acclimated enough around here where we just kind of deal with it. Like, I don't have AC in my car. I just I don't. Have I, just, I haven't had AC in my truck yeah. since, like... So you just rely 14. on cross breeze and shit like that, so... But these people in... Britain, man? They don't have the... 1%, it, they said 1% yeah. has AC in that's Great crazy. Britain. That's insane. I bet that's not going to be how it is now. You can buy AC for 60 bucks. Yep. Do they just don't sell it in wall units? or just That people must be the them? number one selling thing right now is AC units. Because I would, if I was in Europe, I'd be like, wait, I can get one that fits right this in the This isn't window. a new problem. Yeah. They, 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 10 but, years ago in France, like 2,000 people died from a heat wave. But today was the... Uh, the biggest recording. I know, but they didn't do I mean, anything then. So yeah. why would you imagine they would do anything now? It's like it's human nature, I guess. Like that's why I'm wondering if the uh, if that Texas thing fails again, the power grid fails. Oh my god, that would be crazy because people there are gonna drop. They're used to heat there, but not used to this type of heat. Uh, it's been hot. It's been super hot. So Paul's movie nook. That a new That's segment? a new thing. Don't you know about that? No. You've been listening? Yeah, me and Justin have been doing Paul's Movie Nook. 
Paul's movie nook consists of, you know, back in the day when you would go to the old video stores and you'd see that one shelf and you could f- see what Lorraine's tops picks were. Okay. Because Lorraine was some uh, house mother that worked at the video store part-time okay. and she has a really good cred in what movie she likes. Okay. But what, what's good about doing that is that they do it week for week and we did it at uh, Super Video. But did you do uh, it like uh, on new movies or no, uh, any movie? It was just what... Whatever you any movie Just you're... any movie you wanted. You could put it up there. And people usually let us do like three to five, depending on how many employees you had. But the thing is, once you saw what somebody's taste was, then you knew this person could recommend all the movies. Like if they're recommending like a David Lynch movie, <laughs> Pulp Fiction, uh, a, Cronenberg, a Cronenberg movie, you're like, oh, this guy's <laughs> got my shit. The dark. Plague Dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or, or even like... Uh, Antichrist. Or even like if you're into rom-coms. It, some, it, it was always a really cool thing. Uh my my genres that I would recommend go all over the place. It just depends what I watch. I've been on like a crazy horror kick, and maybe it'll change to a crazy comedy kick soon. But right now I'm on a crazy horror kick, so most of the, my recommendations here would be horror movies, except for one, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Have you heard of that? It's Tiki Watiti. So the guy who's famous yeah. for the Thor movies and what we do in the shadows. He did this movie I think was his early movie and it was that little fat kid from Deadpool 2 and it was Sam Neill and uh, he was a foster kid that just went to live with Sam Neill and his wife in like the wilderness in uh, where is it New Zealand I think it's New Zealand and uh, he's not really into it his wife really wanted to uh, raise a kid and everything so he's kind of that grumpy old guy that just stays out by his woodshed then his wife dies like oh, dead off and he's got to take care of this fucking kid now and uh no you don't you can bring him back they want to well they want to take him and at some point he doesn't want to give give him back and they uh the kid runs away to into the like the Extreme outback, wilderness, like the crazy wilderness and sam neil finds him and then they're just basically doing their thing in the wilderness for uh, for a while it was actually quite good i would so i would definitely recommend that what and a- that's available on definitely on one of the streaming uh things that everyone has but uh, some of the other movies, this one I'm going to talk a little bit more about with Justin because Justin really loved the sequel to this, and I really loved the original, and it was uh, Don't Breathe. Do you remember Don't Breathe, 2016, Stephen Lang? It was a couple of, like, three thieves break into Stephen Lang's house late at night, and Stephen Lang is blind. And, uh, okay, no. And then he starts systematically kicking their ass and everything, and it's an awesome thriller movie, and I, I loved it. Me and uh, Christina watched it, loved it. Justin uh, uh, liked it, but I think he liked the second one more. And then so we went and bought the second one. Justin, you listen, I know you are. I've got a Blu-ray for <laughs> for Don't Breathe 2 for you, so that tells you how, no. how much I did not like it. Uh the script was just bad, man. It, they had some good kills in it and everything. I'll give it that. But, man, the, the script was so bad. What was great about that original is that's Stephen Lang's house, and he's blind. You know, he, he can every, like, tile creak. He, need, he knows yeah, they're in the left side the of the kitchen. Step. And so in number two, they take him out of his element. And they, like, the whole last third of the movie, they he just, he, a dog kind of guides him back to where a spot where he thinks the person he's looking for is. And, one, and once he gets there, it's like in a massive warehouse. And there's like uh, like military, like high-level military guys. And he's systematically taking one of them out in a place where he's never been in his entire life with stairs and hallways and shit. And I'm like, 
how the fuck is this shit happening, man? It's like a Mr. Magoo type kind of thing, and I thought it was just unbelievably ridiculous compared to the first one. I mean, it still had its fun elements and everything, but that first one was like a tight-ass friggin' thriller movie, man. I, I was excited with that first one. I knew I would like it. That's why I just bought it. Uh, uh, a couple more. The Purge, I've been, like, avoiding for some reason forever. I don't know if it just hasn't come on my uh, uh, DVR or wherever the hell I would be watching it, Netflix. I eventually found it on HBO, but you've heard of the Purge movies? Set it up for it's, me. It's uh, 12 hours every, uh, every once a year, year, every night, 12 hours, yeah. all crime is legal. And this all takes place, they've done like seven of these movies. I actually, I liked it so much that I ordered a three-pack that included one, two, and three. So I haven't seen two and three yet. But you I'm know how many spouses would it. get murdered on that uh, night? Well, it was interesting. It was a concept because the guy who created this massive security system was Ethan Hawke. And Ethan Hawke sets himself up to... Uh, uh, for the night, he he. It basically it's like metal doors coming over between your windows yeah. and the outside. It just mm-hmm. boom, it comes down, and then you have security cameras everywhere. You're in a bank vault, and you wait twelve hours, 12 and hours. all the bad stuff happens. And that's people's only complaint with the movie is you you've done this concept idea where there's so much crime, free crime happening outside the world, and you just spend the whole movie inside the house, which is what happens. But it was supposed to be this tight little thriller, and the the future sequels went into all that other stuff, apparently, when you're on the streets and everything. But one of the his son, this like uh, homeless black guy's hobbling down the street screaming for help, and his son opens the fucking door and lets him in. And he's not really the problem. The problem is that he's got a group of like uh, people that really believe in the purge. It's kind of a cult, and almost to the point where they're like uh, very cult qualities. And they appear at Ethan Hawke's thing and say, "That was our sacrifice that went in your house. You gotta." Go- Send him out here right now, or we're coming in there. We're going to kill you and all your family. So that's how the movie kind of sets up and everything. And it's a fucking good thriller, man. Yeah, I don't know. I can't speak for the other ones, but I hear the uh, there's a, uh, a couple of the other ones are are pretty good too. So I will let you know. One really good one. I showed you the trailer. It's called Goodbye, Mommy. It's a really really interesting so it austrian. austrian it's austrian it's subtitled doesn't matter if you pull up like the trailer or the poster horror for movies it, can be subtitled because yeah. there isn't there isn't a, a lot huge of amount of dialogue there yeah. might be two or three scenes where they they throw a bunch at you but usually they're not doing anything people are getting more used to it i, as, I don't as mind as no i've never taken away from an experience for me for a movie no and here's the thing Foreign directors, the ones that stay, the French ones, and the you know ones that stay in Europe and mm-hmm. very rarely ever come and do anything over here, they have a whole different take on yeah. stuff. There, it's to me, it's much more artistic. Oh yeah, they you get a different feel from it, and that's what's interesting about Goodbye Mommy is they're doing the remake, the American version right now, and it's like it must be in post production because the whole cast is listed, and uh, it's. Uh, What's the girl's name from Mulholland Drive? Naomi. Naomi, Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. Watts. Yeah. Uh, and she's really good, but she's going to play the one woman that really is... There's a couple uh, sub-characters, but the majority of the movie is just the mom and two twin boys. And the mom gets in an accident at the beginning of the movie, off, like, way before the movie even starts. So the movie starts with her coming home, all bandaged up, and the, the two boys think she's weird and think she may not be who she says she is. And the whole movie plays out, and it is creepy, and it is well done, and it was very effective. The ending was great. And Was it supernatural in any way? Because um, that would sour it for me. 
It's unclear. I'll, okay. I'll say that. It, I don't want to say anything with, uh, without r- ruining anything for that movie because that movie's a good one to check out. Uh, another one, and this movie was batshit crazy. Eric recommended it too, and I had seen that it was on HBO. It's called Malignant. And this movie was so fucking crazy that you you didn't know if you, you're watching it and you're like, all right, this is just kind of mediocre. And then they're doing some cool stuff and you're like, all right, I can get onto this. This is kind of a slasher movie. And then by the end of it, some weird out of control shit I'll tell you off uh, Mike happens in this fucking movie and it's just almost laughable like it, you have to play it as kind of a comedy and just something cool you're watching on screen like Tom Gates Avenger yeah it's not that uh, overtly uh, there's it's not played for comedic purposes okay. just that what happens is so ridiculous that you were like okay we'll just go with that it deals with kind of uh, no nah, I can't I can't say it without uh, kind of ruining the thing uh so a couple of the no, I only watched so that was on my uh, I had, nothing was on my fantastic I got four tiers here fantastic really good decent and dog shit and <laughs> only up till now that was just all really good decent there's only one movie and it was good and the reason I, bet I ha- you don't get dog shit too much because you no, pretty- I do I watch a bunch of horror movies man okay horror movies they can if they don't just- stick the ending and the script gets so bad and the acting so bad it just because usually you do your homework a little bit before you watch a movie it's subjective horror is horror is like comedy like extremely Drama is kind of not as subjective as, as comedy and horror, I, I think, in my opinion, uh, where you really could go different swings with your comedy. You're either going to like goofy slapstick shit or you like high-end Wes Anderson kind of comedy. But the decent one on here is A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, and I think that was on Tubi. Maybe it was on Netflix. Too long of a time. It was a black and white, definitely deserved some good cred it just didn't get to really good because it was trying to be way too artsy it was an iranian black and white vampire movie and they did some cool stuff in it what what i really liked because me and my uh, girl were talking about this how you always realize that what every vampire movie brings something to the genre you know and the cool thing that this movie did is when her uh her teeth didn't grow like most vampires they Mm -hmm. came out like stilettos and they made that sound it was like uh, when her teeth came out, and it was really cool. And it was dark and moody and, and bloody, but it was just so slow. Like, you could tell that the director was trying to be a little bit artsy. And it was just 10 was it, seconds it too was slow. Iranian? Iranian. It was, it was good. I mean, it, I mean it, I'm a big fan of any of those type of uh, moody ones. But, man, you got to keep it going and at least have a – it didn't have a decent enough ending. And the only ones the uh, that made the dog shit <laughs> list was Don't Breathe 2 – and which I talked a little about, and uh, the Blair Witch, the 2016 Blair Witch. They made a sequel called Blair Witch Book of Shadows, and that's not this movie. This movie was done in 2016. Adam Wingard, who I think did uh, uh, You're Next and uh, some of the VHS stuff. And I heard different things that some people liked it, some people didn't, and I watched it. It's exact replica of the uh, the original. Same Why? fucking, same thing. I don't know. Now, I mean, it's not an exact replica. He's he's out there looking for his sister, like his okay. uh, his sister Heather, that girl. Uh, and so he goes out there, and it's just the same kind of gimmicky stuff. And uh, like they stuff, ha- they hear voices at night. They they wake up in the morning and the stuff's hanging from the trees. Oh, they you find the bring house. Something new to the oh, table. he's in the corner. <laughs> I was like, come on, dude. And they we tried to bring a little bit. Yeah, we saw that movie, and that's how it was basically for the whole thing. So, not too impressed, but two movies i can recommend 
So what we've been doing lately, I don't. Uh, if you haven't listened to the last couple of pods, I will uh, inform you. Inform me. We're not doing the picking the number for each other. We've decided this that sounds like a text. I should have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume you would hear it on the pod. Uh, <laughs> but what we're doing now is we're just taking. Um, you're just picking any of the ones from your top hundred list that you want to represent uh, every week. Uh, that way, and. Uh, that way, you can know what you're gonna want uh, thing, and it won't be a duplicate for uh, for like two war movies or something like that. So your choice for this week is what? Hmm. I didn't came unprepared. <laughs> can I look at my list? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at your list. Okay. No. <laughs> um, maybe I'll go comedy. Oscar. 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 I, lo- I love Oscar. Okay. The uh, Stallone movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. What, what year was Oscar? 91. 91. Okay. Good year, good year. I love the 90s comedies too. All right, my pick, and this is going to be early on my uh, list. I think it's number six. But they're on not my rated list. in any way, are they? Only the first 10. And so this, this, one would, is this, rated this one is probably pretty accurate that uh, my number sixth movie on my list all time. of all time would be Robocop. Yeah. I love Robocop. I want to talk Robocop. You've always been a fan of Robocop. God, man. I think there was a, and I don't want to get into Robocop before Oscar, but. I wasn't allowed to see RoboCop, uh, like specifically, and I remember getting the video from Matt, from next, Matt door? next door. Yeah, and that's what it was like the forbidden. His parents let him do anything he wanted. Yeah, <laughs> really literally. <laughs> Let's go back to Oscar though. I don't think I saw Oscar in the theater, and I would have loved to seen it. Maybe I did. No, I don't. Remember. I know I didn't. Ninety one. Ninety one seems right for me to see it in the theater though. I saw almost every movie in the nineties up when until I, like ninety five. When I moved down here, we went to the movies a lot. Yeah. That was our thing when I when I first moved. Like at least once a week, right? Yeah, when I first moved to Port Charlotte, I, it was a once a week thing. I would go to the movies, and there were times though that I would run the whole like sign. We would drive to Sarasota. We would Sarasota drive had a really good minutes. theater. We'd drive uh, forty minutes to go to the movies. Sarasota was good because, and I had mentioned it a couple pods ago, that they had one outside the mall and inside the mall, so you had like double the choices, or you could uh, what we did. But some of those theaters. I, usually, well, they all sucked. They sucked. Yeah, they all sucked. Though you, that was you kind of good theaters didn't come and, out until way, way later. Yeah, that's weird that they didn't. They try had to seats, create a better experience. They had seats and sticky floor. What else you want? The floor was <laughs> growing up, like oh, yeah. coming out of ba- like Back to the Future. Yeah. You drop something on the floor, you leave it on the floor. The floor stays on the floor. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you literally would stick to the floor. I don't care if it's your keys. Call locksmith. That was so. <laughs> it was so gross. You don't want to go down there. Black juji fruits everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. But so I remember watching Oscar for the first time and uh, being amazed at Stallone. He yeah, was so good at this. You weren't used to seeing him. No, played this in in the nineties. He, he kind of tinkered he it with it. My mama, uh, stopping my mama. Stop my mama. I think that was shoot. after Oscar. Maybe okay. it was before it. It could have been. No, I think um, it was a little later. I think it was ninety two or ninety three. What 93. else would we have seen him in the where he would have? You know, even... Demolition Man is when he was tinkering yeah. with a lot more of his comedy. He was funny. I he was the he was straight funny. guy in that. Like, no, he, I mean, well, he was sarcastic. <clears throat> he had great deliveries though that kind of pushed the comedy along. Yeah, yeah. I loved him in that movie too, man. I could talk Demolition Man. Demolition Man is not on my top one hundred, but it's it's pretty close. I loved it. It's not on your top 100. Right? No, it's a lot more relevant now. You rewatch that movie and everything, and uh, the, the cancel calls are part of that whole thing, and uh, fining you for swears, and it's, it's very unique. All right, back to Oscar. Talk about a crazy cast. All right, they cast like so many. You got the cast here? I do. Uh, they got so many 
like great character actors in this movie and actors like really good actors that were not great actors yet. Like Chaz Palminteri comes to mind. Chaz Palminteri was He wasn't just, big back then? No, maybe? he wasn't big in 91. I think once Bullets Over Broadway came out, he got a little bit bigger. And then uh, what was the Bronx Tale? Bronx Tale made him pretty big and then he did Usual Suspects. So that was kind of his... But he played that character so great as like the, the dumbass oaf uh, who just had to do his thing. Now... There's so much. <laughs> Would noises off be on your top hundred? Yes, that's interesting because I mean, there there are very I, similarities. In Clue, I put those like if I wanted yeah, to see those are if I all, wanted to see that type of movie all day. Those are three movies would, that should be done. And I might even put Pirates of Penzance on there. The Bob Hope one. No, the uh, or Princess and the Pirate. Princess and the Pirate. I love Princess and the Pirate. Like man. those four movies. That is on my kind of move. Yeah. Same way. They could be. Well, this could be a play. This was a play. I okay. think this was a play. Snap. Well, this Pro-Malone. was a French play <laughs> from like 1964. It was based on a 19. Uh, from I think I read this yesterday. 1958 French play named Oscar. So, I mean, in the name. Really was interesting. <laughs> really worked in Snaps that movie too. So you got Stallone, you got Kurt Douglas, you got uh, Diviana De Carlo, you know, f- famous for uh, Lily Munster and uh, Mrs. Corleone. Uh, who else? You have Peter Freer or no Riegert? Peter Riegert was yep. super funny in this. I loved him in this. He was the guy that was, <laughs> he was like always butler. answering the answering the yeah. door and having his like great one liner. Yep. I loved him. Joey Travolta was in this. Yep. Kirkwood Smith, Art Lafleur. So I'm gonna try to. Get, I'm gonna try to get it off the top of my head. Uh, Vincent Spano, Marissa Torme. The mom was really good. She was the girl, uh, the the princess from Flash Gordon. Okay. Uh, really uh, European. And uh, who else? Who else? You're missing was big one of the one, one of the, the funniest ones? guys in the whole damn. Oh movie. yeah, Tim Curry, and you have Harry Shearer, and uh, what's the other his partner? The other Fiducci brother. <laughs> he was the guy well, we from. Do, do you too. He Still was the there. guy from Jurassic Park that yeah. got ate off yep. the uh, mm-hmm. the toilet. <laughs> what's wrong kid you don't like lamb chops <laughs> man those Fenucci brothers were so good so this was a straight up kind of play you know kind yeah. of like one door opens the other guy comes out yeah. classic yeah. kind of misdirection people yep. thinking one thing and something else happening and the time um, period was 1931 I think I had read that this was took so place like probably right during the depression right at the end of yeah. the depression so basically snaps Provolone who's changing his name Antony right Anthony is his first name. Yeah, he's going straight. He's going to go he's going straight. Ba- he's a he's mob gonna go boss. A he's going to go straight. Well, remember, but here's he the thing. A... Here's the thing. He still wants to keep all his people around him. Well, remember, so his he... top guys are now butlers and drivers. And well, don't forget the it's a deathbed promise he makes to oh, his to father, his Kurt Douglas. Yes, and apparently, uh, there's a behind the scenes kind of trivia because Kurt really smacks the shit out of him at the beginning of the oh, movie, yeah. and apparently he missed on the first shot and Stallone says come on give me your best shot and Kurt Douglas just wailed on him and, he, he, and then yeah, he, he at notoriously said never tell Kurt Douglas to give you his best shot that guy lived to 103 103 he was, was Ben Hur he <laughs> and he looked good for 90 of those years uh, yeah so I mean <laughs> not the last 14 but yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you're in your 90s. You got to go with it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gave that deathbed kind of promise that he he'll go straight. So he tries to keep it as long as he can. He tries to keep it as long as he can. <laughs> and it, and the whole hilarity ensues that everybody around him is still in the mindset that he's a gangster yeah. and he's trying to get him. We are bankers now. <laughs> yeah. And 
the whole movie is kind of a case of mis uh um what do you call it uh mistaken identity yeah. you know or misunderstandings yeah. because when Vincent Spano shows up and the only other thing i remember Vincent Spano from i actually i've seen him in a few things but uh the only major one that comes to mind is alive he was the main rugby player in alive and uh he was so funny in this i remember looking him up his just delivery and his back and forth with stallone was so good like when he initially came in and he goes to the courtyard and he talks to yeah. him about uh <clears throat> of wanting to date his daughter do- or marry, marry his daughter, but he, but he doesn't daughter. he doesn't come right on and say that he just says he wants a raise because he's about to get married, and so he leads it up to it, and at the very end of the things, it's it's your daughter I want to marry, and then he says uh, he says I got fifty thousand dollars I'm going to give to your daughter, and where'd you get fifty thousand dollars I stole it from you, which was very interesting too because. Later on, when you realize that he has kind of been misinformed and the girl he's talking about isn't actually Stallone's daughter, he never would have revealed the fact that he embezzled $50,000 yeah. from him unless it knew it was his father. So he's lucky he didn't get shot right then. <laughs> he's a banker but, now. So he yeah, got, he only just, went to him because he knew he was going straight yeah. and couldn't and was hoping he wouldn't retire. We should mention this. The same time you have Kirkwood Smith. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kirkwood Smith. The two FBI, two whole... Kurtwood Smith movies right here, I should mention. Oh, yeah. the, two spectrums of, uh, of the genius of that man that can who can play really again. funny and then just uh, vicious as shit. So an interesting part of the, the street itself, this was, this was the first movie to film on MGM in Orlando. You know that yep. back street that yep. we used to walk on and mm-hmm. everything? If you, look, if you rewatch this movie, it's totally that. Because yeah. we went there when it kind of, it was in the first five years, and then I don't even know if it's still there. It, we were there in like 86. Yeah, it became Hollywood Studios, and I don't even know if it, that's the name, or is it even, even there think anymore? Maybe. I don't know. I think it is still there. The one thing that impressed me is when we went to Universal is... Uh, Remember that sound booth you went in? Oh yeah, the 3D put, sound of 4D, and, and they put the headphones on, and then they like pretended they were cutting your hair. Wild! You would fe- it felt like you were getting. Your it was hair wild. Cut. I could have stayed in that yeah. kind of thing all day. That long. was really strange. It was weird, but cool. Cool. <laughs> well, '91 was when Touchstone Pictures started kicking in too. Disney started Touchstone Pictures so they could make live action movies and adult movies and. Uh, they they well, kind of all the Tarantino movies weren't they done in well in eventually with Touchstone? eventually Touchstone I think a lot of the people from Touchstone branched off to for Miramax Miramax was all those movies that was uh, all the Quentin movies but and the Touchstone Smith comes movies. up when those movies T- Touchstone is a big one uh, for a lot of comedies uh, I remember they got in deep shit for Billy Bathgate when it first came out it was like ninety one or ninety two horrible piece of shit probably one of the worst gangster movies ever and it was dustin hoffman and nicole kidman when she first started out she wasn't that good she was nude like 14 times in the movie and uh disney touchstone got a lot of shit for that and that was the like the last time that they went so overt and then i don't think touchdown's a thing anymore is it no i don't think so who knows but anyways Kirkwood Smith's across the street wanting to catch snaps. Yeah, sort of like the FBI. Yeah. They're, they don't believe that he's going straight. And then you have the other mob, who's the guy from Point of No Return, that remember yep. she has to break into his mansion at the end, and he's in his underwear crying on the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was also in uh, Mean Streets. He was one of the main guys from Mean Streets. He was in something else, too. Uh, he played the mobster. Remember, he was getting information from uh, Roy Wally, the stuttering guy who's giving him information. So you got the mob the FBI, and then Snaps, and then you get the bankers, which were interesting. The bankers were all famous people, too. William Atherton, who played, uh, what, Pecker from Ghostbusters. You have the guy who played the maestro 
from oh, Seinfeld yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, playing one of the other ones. And I don't know who the third guy was. Uh, but those were, they played a great job as those stuffy dudes, too. What was some of your favorite stuff in this? The Fanucci's. Love the Fanucci's. I love so the... He kept his tailors from back in the day. And uh, he was messing with, with uh, what's his name? Little Antony. Little Antony. <laughs> <laughs> I love they called Little Antony. And, the man uh, who started it all. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Riegert, man. I love him. He is the unsung hero in this movie, that butler that opened the door all the time had a one-liner. So they were famous for their work. Yeah. <laughs> Except they were they were suit makers. Yeah. And but they made a lot of suits for mobsters that got killed. So their their sales reel. Oh look look at look at this. Look at this. And they <laughs> yeah. showed like a mobster in his casket. And they said, You did like, that? Oh, you did that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Someday we do you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a bad Italian accent, but Yeah. Oh, they did they they went for the uh the ropes on that. But one, one Harry Shear, he's um, half of the Simpsons. Simpsons, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so. shit, like you're probably right. More like maybe thirty, forty percent of the voices on The Simpsons yeah. are Harry Shear. Yeah. Yeah. He's got more money than he knows what to do. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm surprised they're not going out as old dudes going out to uh to do spinal tap. Yeah. That sounds like something they would do. I know that Michael McKean is probably into it. You know what? I watched They're all doing um, good stuff. Maria watched the first season of, or first couple seasons of Saul, Better Call Saul. It's mom's favorite show. And uh, I think it's not. He, Michael McKean. Oh, yeah. Was crazy. Awesome. He's amazing. Act. He won the Awesome uh, as a. Well, he, he was had a that disorder. Yeah. He had that disorder, and it gets even worse. We, we got out of, uh, we lost AMC for a while. So I, we I only, saw up to when he went to court. Yeah. No, there's a, we watched three seasons in, but apparently it's so crazy now that it, it rivals Breaking Bad. Uh, Good. Mom just got AMC Plus just to watch Break. Uh, break I wonder uh, why she Better likes Call that show so much. Better Call Saul? Yeah. It's good. It's like Breaking she Bad. She likes crime Yeah, stuff. Breaking shows. Bad. Uh, Sopranos is her favorite show of all time. Really? Second is probably Breaking Bad. Uh, third is this. Fourth is uh, his uh, uh, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, those are crime shows. Those are her bread and butter, man. Okay. Dexter, that's all her shit. Does she watch any of those like women that kill like a- AME? No, I don't think AME. so. <laughs> don't get stuck watching those. I, I tell you before, I got stuck watching it for a year. I got stuck on the really? ID channel. Oh, yeah. God, man. Those things are addictive, too. It's like they call it murder porn for a reason. Yeah. You're like watching it, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to... He's having an affair with her. You know he's going to chop her up and put her in the freezer. And this is you're, you're watching real shit, and you're like rooting for people, and you're yeah. like, or wondering what's going on. You know on. what I've been doing a lot lately? And this is off a huge tangent, but in my search engine stories that get shown to me on mm-hmm. the internet, I've gone through... Anything where an animal gets hurt, yep. You tailor or someone them, like, gets deleted. shot, or someone dies unnecessarily. A kid gets locked in a car mm-hmm. and dies. I just don't show me stories like this. Yep, it's not news. No, no, I do that a like, lot of times. If 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 it's six people got shot in Gainesville, I want to know about that. Yeah, because it's Gainesville. It's but a kid in China. Yeah. Whose mom leaves in a hot car and he dies. <laughs> it's super sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's terribly sad. Yeah, there's nothing I can do about it. Literally. Yeah. So I, and my awareness of it doesn't change anything. So don't tell me about it. That's my PSA. You would not like the Fanucci brother photo. Yeah, <laughs> I would swipe left right over it, man. <laughs> Although seeing mobsters shot, maybe that's a different. I'll let those ones come through. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I'm with you. I, I like the, crime. I love the Fanucci brothers stuff in this movie. But if I had to, uh, I love the. Uh, 
I think Marissa Tormey was super, super good in this. Was this she before was my cousin? My Vinny? cousin Vinny. Let me check up the date for my cousin Vinny. She was so funny in this movie, yeah, man. She was. Uh, so this was um, what'd you say? Ninety one. My cousin Vinny. You know that. Um, you know that annoying commercial on the radio. Ninety two. So this that, was her years. Was she, and she won the Oscar right after this. For Oscar? Not for Oscar. Oh, <laughs> that would have been cool. <laughs> she was you good. Know that she was stupid, annoying commercial from uh, Ocala Mitsubishi. Probably. With the woman that do, does the over the top Fran Drescher. Only one dime down. Like, really, I, really super over the top. I, I must. God. That was her voice in Oscar. Like, oh, yeah. She yeah, yeah, really yeah. had a crazy voice. She, it, she was crazy. And, but. The outfits they had her in, and she was she looked funny, like she was man. dressed up like a baby doll. She got the comedy, which is what I think was great with this. And then we forgot everybody's to mention, timing on this. Was we perfect. forgot to mention this is John Landis movie. The script was great. The, John Landis is like a comedic genius yeah. with actors, but he can also do horror movies, and he he was very multi talented. It's weird that John Landis doesn't do anything anymore. Like, she wants to go out in the world, right? And yeah, yeah. She She's wants a, to snaps. Wants to keep her locked away. Yeah. So she. So here's all the craziness going on. That the. The banker says he's no, not the banker. His accountant yeah. s- says he stole money so he can and he wants to marry his daughter. So Snaps thinks it's Mr. Torme. Marissa Torme is pretending to be pregnant so she can get out. So, she, but she's but then with a guy named Do- Oscar. Yeah, but she's with a guy named Oscar. But then Doctor Poole he, doesn't Snaps bring in Doctor Poole to try to well once they marry realize her off Vince, to him. Vincent Spano finds out. That Marissa Torme isn't his real daughter. It's that girl named Teresa, who was like the main, like right? A, or... It's no. so complex, dude. I, I don't think we should even go further yeah. than that. It's so complex, She's... and it's it's not confusing when you're watching it either. It's, no. it's done in a really funny, likable way. And what what's great about it, what's what really makes the story work with Stallone, obviously bringing the comedy, is the other characters around. Which is him. funny. You never thought you would have said that statement. Yeah. With Stallone bringing the comedy. Yeah. I yeah. always thought him and Schwarzenegger were capable of really good comedy. You know, those guys were big action stars, but a lot of those guys, and uh, Bruce Willis right there with them. I mean, he he's funny in a lot of shit. <laughs> Dude, and, we're twins. Yeah. yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> uh, but it's those small characters all around him, and the fact that Stallone doesn't take a split second to explain to all his men what's actually happening, which causes all the confusion oh, yeah. altogether. If he had just sat down, Chaz Palminteri, and said, hey, this girl says she's my daughter. She's not really my daughter. This is my other daughter. And, uh, and it just made for all the comedy, man. And Tim Curry, this was a huge kind of time for Tim Curry. I think the same producer, Who was his wife again? Uh who Stallone's wife in this? In this? It was the the only thing I knew her from was the girl from uh, the princess from Flash, uh, Gordon. Yeah. She seems like an Italian actress yeah. or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like a big famous Italian actress. Yeah, I mean, she's probably done stuff that the only thing I really remember her from is the Flash Gordon movie when I was going through her profile. But yeah, she's really good in it too. What's it, her name? For that, I'm not sure. Actually, I got it. I got it right all here. pulled up. Uh, Eva DiCarlo? No, that's uh, that's Lily Munster. That's Arlene Sorkin? No, I don't think that's her. You'll know the name when you hit it. I think it's a Jocelyn very... Jocelyn O'Brien. No. <laughs> I'm a lot of women here. <laughs> How many were in this movie? Elizabeth. This was a very male-dominated. Barones. Ornella Muti. Now you're getting closer. Sophia, she plays Sophia Provolone. Oh, yeah. No, it's Arlene Amali. Muti. Muti. Ornella Muti. Yeah, I got her in Flash Gordon, and then, yeah, a shitload of Italian movies. 
115 movies. You would think, no, almost all of them are like Italian movies, I think. I'd rather be famous <laughs> in Italy. Oh, cool. yeah. She's got a good career, and she's loving the hell out of it. But John Landis did a good job, man. I don't know when the last great John Landis movie was. I Probably a little bit after this because he did Innocent Blood, which was still really good. Uh, did he come back? He I died. He, did he come back? No, John Landis is still alive, I think. No, he's dead. Really? John Landis is dead? I killed him. <laughs> Why are you killing John off, man? He's, he's still got a lot to... No, he is definitely still here. Uh, didn't he have something to do with the uh, Coming to America uh, sequel? Or maybe oh, not? maybe. Hmm. His film art would be here. Life. He's got to be older than hell. Yeah, he probably is. Franklin and Bash. Yeah, he he went on to do TV. It looks like he done a, he did a shitload of TV here. Honey, yeah, he stopped doing movies. I Blues Brothers two thousand. That was where the fucking uh, uh, shark was jumped. He did Beverly Hills Cop three. Yeah, for my money, Innocent Blood, which was done in ninety two and Oscar was ninety one. After Innocent Blood, uh, because before this, it was, you, it was a money grab. After that, if we're working backwards from Oscar, Coming to America, Amazon Women on the Moon, Three Amigos, Spies Like Us. Uh, Into the Night, which was good. Not many people know about. The Ma- Michael Jackson thriller video, which I always want to give him credit for. Uh, Twilight Zone, the movie. Trading Places. American Whale from London. The Blues Brothers. National Lampoon's Animal House. Kentucky Fried movie. It's crazy. That's a pretty good resume. Yeah, I would sit. I would, I would pull be- a Gene Hackman and I would be gone. You'd see me when I was yeah. 92, just yeah. like Gene. <laughs> I was like, I look old. Yeah, I'm enjoying my old ass life in uh, the Bahamas. Sorry. Or is it Cuba? Where is he? Bahamas. I think he's in the Bahamas, yeah. That's what Sean him, Connery man. was for a while. That's right. All right, let's go on to this next guy, man. I love me some RoboCop, man. Like I said, it was Forbidden Fruit. I had to keep it kind of hidden, and it not only had RoboCop on it. Matt Ferrara gave me this tape, and it had... You can fit three. Yep. It had RoboCop, uh, Last Action Hero, and Lethal Weapon. And I was if, like, holy shit. If you ever want to try to figure out who grew up in the 80s... Ask him how many movies can fit on a standard VHS. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you grew up in 80s. SP or EP. Yeah. <laughs> Say on that dork. Yeah. If you grew three up movies. in the mid if you grew up in the mid eighties, you would know that. Yeah. Uh three movies would always fit on there. And I, but once you got to like The Godfather and shit like that, yeah. you did have to split it. It pissed me off when I had to have two movies on one tape. It seemed like a waste. But yeah, that was one of my favorite. And you tapes. would tape over stuff too. I would. There would not but, very often, but yeah. Like it was just easy enough to Because sometimes you would say, I don't I'm, this movie looks like it's going to be good. I'm going to record it and then have oh, to yeah, tell you. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, That happened all the time. Crappy movie. For some reason, it took Would me... Would you I, get some for Christmas? Like blank? Oh, like blank a whole, ones, yeah. A whole, I, like, I remember using like two weeks worth of allowance. I had like... cost like $15. And Dad thought I was crazy until he realized what I was doing. And uh, I bought like a multi-pack at like... Uh, whatever uh, pharmacy or uh, was up there we were doing it at. And uh, one of my favorite ones I had had... Uh, Karate Kid uh, it had Karate Kid Empire Strikes Back and then for the longest time I, I couldn't find a one a perfect uh, thing to put after Empire Strikes Back so the problem with it is you'd lose a little bit more and a little bit more okay. and a little bit more until it like um, I almost cut out the entire ending of Empire Strikes Back before I finally put Back to the Future on there and then it was one of the most watched but on the Robocop one we watched Lethal Weapon and RoboCop all the time. Not that we didn't watch Last Action Hero, but it wasn't watched as much as uh, as those other two. And I loved it immediately. And it had the most violence and the most like fucks I've ever heard. What year was in a this movie. one? Eighty seven. 
And okay. uh, at this time, and it was like, we were at the Christian school. This was like a holy shit if our parents find out we watched this. Then they finally watched it. And uh, 87, and I remember a lot of 87 because I, I think I was either in eighth grade getting ready to go into high school. Hysteria came out. I had my driver's license. Yeah, I was... Uh, was so I was in like seventh. I think you were. I think you were in high school in eighty seven, weren't you? No, because I graduated ninety one. So I was in so eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. So I would have started at, yeah in in nineteen eighty seven in high school in September. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, eighty seven. A lot of great stuff, man. We were in the baseball cards. That was the baseball card year more than any other uh, year that we collected baseball That's cards. Like every major movie that came out, we saw. If you ever want to know why I like Zodiac, especially the scene when he goes to the police station to look at all the stuff, yeah. all you had to do is look at the, remember the dining room table? Oh, yeah, yeah. We would set up all of our baseball cards, and then to make sets, we would just, all right, I got this guy, I got this guy. Yeah, I'd set them up by team first. Yeah, so by teams. And then once you had them by team, you could set them up by number after that. I don't know how many teams, but there's 27 teams now, but there's... Oh, they were a lot less 22 back 22 still. Yeah. Oh, Too Lord. bad those uh, cars aren't worth shit. They're like the worst. Too bad year. we didn't have eighty three or eighty two. <laughs> yeah, I know that's when we really should have done it. But we it was had fun. It was, like, we had it was just a fun methodical thing. Eighty seven. We were into any pop, every pop culture thing yeah. that ever happened. Every, every music that was big, we were in. Every movie that we were in, <laughs> which and, is crazy, because we were in the Christian school. Yeah, we were which, in the Christian school. We had to be forbade almost everything pop culture. Yeah, our 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 parents were flexible on on certain things, but they were they, they weren't. What were they, other than nudity, what were they inflexible about? I could listen to any... Well, Robocop was pretty big because it was extreme. This was like, it was a hard R when it came to violence and language. They wouldn't let us do that, but they wouldn't have let us do that anyways. I don't think the Christian school had anything to do with that. I, I, like a year after I got that tape, I let them know I had that tape. And I didn't tell them I had it the whole time. I I introduced it like I just got it. (laughs) Because they wanted to, they they were going to rent it or watch it and everything. And I, I was... And or that weekend, I was like, "Oh, I think I could get that from Matt Ferrara has that, or something like that." I don't know what I said, but uh, but yeah, they were like, "I can't believe," and I had told them I had seen it, and they couldn't believe that I had seen it. So I, but that was one of those things that had already happened. Whatever. It's funny when I talked to Maria, they they were allowed to watch anything. Yeah, uh, except I mean, you could probably even do that back then. You can't do that now. Really violent stuff. So I think this was one she couldn't have watched either. Yeah, but. There are some movies was where there was nudity, so much nudity in it, and she's like, "Oh, we watched that movie when I was in like yeah. junior high." I was like, "Really? Yeah." Like, okay. No, to us it was always uh, Porky's and Revenge of the Nerds. Those were the creme de la creme. Too. Animal House had no nudity. Yeah, it did, no, did not it. Animal House. When they did a they had bare asses in it the, from the dudes. Yeah, not Animal House. Okay. You might be thinking of something else. What do you? Revenge of the Nerds, maybe. Revenge of the Nerds, for sure. That had a whole, whole shit. Porky's, for sure. Porky's, that, Porky's was like... Yeah. Hamburger, the movie. When, uh, and then I saw Porky's, and I was like, really? This is like... No, it's good. It I rewatched good. No, it. No, it was good, but oh, it wasn't... Oh, the nudity? Was, yeah. It, it was, I don't think it was as enjoyable as Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds got great nudity in it. But, but we watched so many horror movies kind of on the sly, and we, you could see so much nudity from there. The the What was... And this leads right into RoboCop... What was acceptable for violence back then now is so goddamn tame. I see some horror movies now, and there is like oh, yeah. faces being ripped yeah, off, yeah. decapitations, yeah. torture. You would you wouldn't believe it. You, there's nothing you can think of that they haven't done in movies. It's funny when I watched the remake. When I watched the remake of Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre, 
at the time. That I didn't was much care for it either. That, that was, was the bloodiest thing I'd ever seen at that time. Because really? there was so much blood and guts in that. But then they've outdone themselves. I remember so many different tears in my life, too, because I remember I remember the the. I've never seen gunshots as violent and realistic. It, they weren't. They weren't even realistic. They were over the top as they were in RoboCop. We RoboCop. Were, Paul Verhoeven, uh, the director, famous for put, like over squibbing people, oh yeah. and to the point where you could see the fucking, uh, you could see the uh, the vest underneath it. He didn't give a shit. He would just be blowing and blowing, and you could see that black like, kind of uh, like, plate. <laughs> there was. There was way more liters of blood in a body oh. in that guy's world. And what they cut out... Uh, oh, they added the, back in? I saw it. They it added back in. Longer time. Yeah, No, split seconds, but it, it, it was it, noticeable. Yeah. Like, when Kinney got shot on the boardroom table was always... Yeah. And that happened at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. That really showed you. Well, even before that, what I loved about RoboCop is they introduced the style that Verhoeven went on to do in Total Recall and in Starship Troopers... Uh, all th- two other movies that are also on my top 100 list but those fake commercials mm-hmm. and the fake interviews yeah. and they got Mary Hart from Entertainment Tonight, tonight to come in and do those so yeah. it added like that credibility yeah. that this could be an it, actual uh, news lady it was it was a crime different in Detroit has gone to an all time low, and, yeah. you know, and, and they're showing the OCP, and the, they get a lot out in, in for expedition wise yeah. mm-hmm. with that that opening stuff, and it was really good. You they set up the fact that this is like a semi futuristic kind of police force. Uh, like the world was really shit. The world was shit. At least Detroit was shit. We didn't really see what yeah. the rest of the world was doing, but crime was rampant as crazy. The the stuff people were watching on TV was weird. That you. Can't can't buy that for a dollar. Uh, the the male and the female uh, locker rooms were integrated, which I thought were interesting. And th- he did that again in Starship Troopers. I think yeah. he must have thought in the future none of this shit. He's, uh, He's is he Dutch. French or Dutch? Yeah. So he, that should make it's sense to him name. that it's not well, a big, it's not a big deal. Uh, and so most of his movies are kind of like that, which is interesting. I, back in the day, Paul Verhoeven's movies had a feel, man. I really liked him. One of the uh, the casting is what really kind of nailed it for me for this movie. And uh, starting right at the top at Peter as Peter Weller. Peter Dutch. Weller will always be. He is Dutch, yeah. yeah. Peter Weller was inc- incredible in this. Nancy Allen, really good in this too. Uh, Kirkwood Smith, one of my top five favorite villains. Clarence Bodiger of all time. He, he is just such an ultimate villain. And... Once we've once you've watched Kirkwood Smith's career, and even back then I've watched the the documentary, and the people were were saying he he was a surfer guy from from California. Kirkwood Smith. He said he would he would leave and he would go surfing and do all this shit. Eat tofu and, and uh, pick yeah, up yeah. stray cats. He, he's not the <laughs> he's the sweet mild mannered guy. So him coming in as that loud brash. I'm running this crew. This crew is mine. And you got Laura Palmer's dad is one of the guys on the crew, and uh, a bunch of nobodies. But the uh, the guy, the one guy that got the toxic uh, waste on him yeah. had done several stuff too. He was good in this. And uh, that scene was great. Oh my god, man! There's so many like those. Key they pushed scenes. the boundaries on on what practical effects. Oh yeah, could do. They oh did yeah, did a great job. That's what I'm saying. Like from the the gunshots, and then because he he went overboard on that. Because that still probably holds up compared to some of these movies oh, with digital it's, gunshots. It's, it's crazy. Like, uh... You go back and you watch the the boardroom scene 
Uh, we didn't even mention the great, uh, late great Miguel Ferrer. I still can't believe he's gone, man. Miguel Ferrer is so good. Uh, he was awesome in this. As like, it, this movie was filled with a whole bunch of assholes that yeah. you kind of were yeah. watching. It, it really, except for Murphy and uh, Nancy Allen's character, everyone was a prick. Nancy and, Allen, she's she was like a scream queen forever, right? Yeah, it was kind of a weird, mild role for her to play. You know, she was. Uh, if you look at her role in Carrie and Dressed to Kill and uh, Blowout and all her stuff, and then she came in to do this. And if you just break down what she does, it's just, Murphy, can you hear me? Yeah. You all right, Murphy? Murphy, I got you the bullets and I got you the baby food. It's kind of a mild thing other than uh, when she she shoots that gun at the end at Laura Palmer's dad in, the, uh, in that big thing, man. Uh, but still liked her in it. Uh, Ronnie Cox. Marty Cox is a prick, man. This was probably the first time we saw him play really, like, I mean, he was an asshole, asshole in this movie. Before this, what did you see him in Deliverance? I mean, it was... Yeah. I don't know what he had done between this and Deliverance. Ronnie Cox, I wonder. Because after this, he went on to do Total Recall, Total Prick in that, other Verhoeven movie, and... Uh, then I'm not sure what happened to Ronnie Cox's career after that. But well, I loved him in this. Was it called Directive 7? Uh, what's that? The fourth director. A fourth director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was what was great, too. Like, when they're building Robocop. Well, even before there, we talked about the first violent scene. That second violent scene was, like, we talked about... They on the Murphy. The, like, the killing of Murphy. It took a while. We, <laughs> Andy, they didn't even kill him, really. Oh, man. It did take a while. And, they, didn't they but remember talking to you like friends about the scene? Yeah. They're like, have you seen the scene where they kill Peter Weller in Robocop? It's the most gross scene I've ever seen in their life. They like shotgun his hand off. Well, they something. shotgun his hand, and it was the joy that they had in uh, doing it. Kirkwood Smith in that black guy, does it hurt? Does it hurt? When he's uh, going in there talking to him. Just, oh, it's so horrible of a scene, even now going back to watch it. So they shoot him in the hand. They blow his arm off. Uh, completely, and then shoot him in the head, and he's not quite dead. They air vacuum away. It, I mean, Nancy, the best thing Nancy Allen to do probably was nothing because she couldn't have done anything, yeah. and she was at least there to get him uh, helicopter. Mm-hmm. So, and then it turns into the multi, the that billion POV, dollar man, that POV man. stuff. Like from oh, yeah. that point on, when yeah, we're seeing when him get off the, from the helicopter, all the way from the helicopter into the thing and it if you go back and you watch that it's like they used real doctors because the doctors were very genuine uh and it seemed real when they were doing it and they finally call it and the screen goes black and not until it comes back on do you realize oh shit because we already heard that miguel ferris <laughs> got the robocop program and that he knows he's gonna do it and he's got candidates waiting and everything and we don't even get to see the stuff before that POV stuff with him looking at it, but that them tracking his noise, the noises that he makes and them tracking the pen. And remember they're showing the arm that he's going to put on and they're talking about, he could crush every bone in your hand if he wants to. Uh, mm-hmm. Ah, such a good stuff all the way up to like when they're, uh, the weird stuff they put in the, like them celebrating uh, Christmas or new year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes over and she kisses RoboCop and the uh, lipstick is left on the screen and everything. And they talk about wiping his brain which is kind of what happens. But he starts getting flashbacks. Yeah, well, they, they don't completely wipe his brain, and that's the problem because he's supposed to be this robotic robot that's going to save the city. There's definitely a moral conflict. Like he... Well, he knows, and once he finds out the faces of the people that murdered him, he he knows they're in there. Assaulted him. Uh, assaulted him, yeah, sure. That's how they <laughs> assaulted him. Uh, it, it was fantastic, man. I love it. 
the great thing with RoboCop is every 10 minutes you're waiting for that next great scene and it doesn't come it doesn't take long to get there so you're going from the boardroom scene to the killing of Murphy to the building of RoboCop to him going out on his first day mm-hmm. and he's remember he's uh, I mean the that. gun he had was great oh, and when they showed him at the range when Miguel Fur showed up and yeah. uh, and another great uh, that guy who played the boss in the uh, movie was really good too but then you go from that scene to the uh the kurt bodiger uh stuff with the, and at the drug deal uh gone wrong and uh or the killing of uh miguel ferrer when kirkwood smith uh shows up and then the reveal of ed 209 i mean it just goes on and on how it's just one good scene after another after another all the way to the end which is super satisfying I mean, like uh, you said, we've they have four directives in the first. Uh, what is it? Protect the innocent, uphold the law. Damn, there's uh, one, something there's, about damaging property. There's something after that, and then the fourth directive is classified. And it, and what it actually is, and it's revealed to him when he tries to arrest Ronnie Cox, is that he cannot arrest any of the senior members of OCP. So at the very end when he goes I mean, you're to that, gonna, I'm going to put that in there too uh, if I'm building this at, thing. At the very end when he's in that boardroom and oh, he yeah. grabs that guy around the neck and yep. then he's like, Dick, you're fired. And uh, you the, see the director yep. disappear and RoboCop says, thank you. Well, look mm-hmm. at the worst effect in the movie is when Ryan Cox gets shot out, out the window. that window. Yeah. Really bad. Like you want to see it really done well, look at Die Hard. And you want to see it really done bad? Ooh, look at Robocop, man. It's They were limited back then. Well, they animated it. I think it was like yeah. it's like it, almost a weird claymation. And it's a hard but, Yeah. It's a hard transition. Yeah. Like you can't because they did it mostly practical effects the whole time. They should have. They should have put him up. The only on thing that, that was really digital one. was that our Ed our Ed two oh nine. Two oh nine. It didn't look great. It didn't look great, but it they was still polished the that idea movie. of it was pretty cool. They've polished those special effects up really well oh, for man. the 4K. I have a 4K uh, copy of it, and I have a Blu-ray for it. You could very totally close. redo them, and then uh, uh, they would fit the scene. They're coming out with a new game, apparently, where Peter Weller's coming back to do the voice. It's called, like, Robocop Rogue Nation or something like that, or Rogue City. Uh, and I'm sure it'll do well. Especially, that's what all those old school guys that played those characters, come on, dude, go in there and record your voice and sit in the yeah. goddamn booth. And then just wait at the mailbox for your check. Yeah, because then they're going to animate your face and it's like them playing the real RoboCop. I love the, uh, the NES game was all right, but it was one of my favorite arcade games. Like in the arcade, you ever played RoboCop like stand up in the arcade? Yes. You have? Yeah. I, I wasted shitloads of quarters on that. That and the It was Alien, a hard game. Yeah, it was very hard. Uh, that and the Aliens game, I used to waste so much damn money on. I love the Aliens game. The only only place I could find it was uh, Rocky Point, but every time I went there, I would go right to that arcade, man. So good. I stuck I stuck with the classics. Defender. Oh, yeah, yeah. Centipede. I mean, those classics were good. We were talking the uh, Riverdale, the Riverdale uh, roller rink. Oh, yeah. The best arcade I've ever seen yep. back in the day. Every good game they ever had. Even it was Dragon's just a, Lair. Dragon's Lair was the they hardest They made probably so ever. much goddamn money off that game. Because uh, no one ever got... I never saw anybody get past like, You can't. I two. think it was a flaw in the game. I don't think you could even get past the second level. Oh, I, yeah. I think that was like the, the weird thing like, about it. I saw a whole special on it once. I think that was one of the things they said. Because <clears> it was really cool because you would be controlling the figure and yeah. then it would cut it was to a video like game. Yeah, animation. Animation and your guy would do the thing. I mean... I they listening. tried to do it. Remember Double Dribble? When you'd go up for yeah, a that dunk, was pretty well. And they cut. Yeah, to like, I love Double Dribble. They cut to like the animation of the oh, guy yeah. dunking. It's one of my favorite sports games of all time. The right? only problem I is, is you'd NES. get you would get someone that would just 
run at you and hit that button yeah. and try to steal the ball from you every single time. Oh, yeah. But as long as everyone else did, too. It was annoying. But we played hours of that game. Yeah. Hours of that game, man. Yeah, I've been buying. I bought a couple uh, NES games this week, uh, old school, in package. Jaws, the Jaws game is so fun. I love it. Blaster Master, you remember Blaster Master? The Where one you, game that I still like, that I would, I still like the Dungeons and Dragons style games, but I don't want to do it with other people. Mm-hmm. So the Diablo. Yeah, that's old school too. Well, old school computer. But they even have them yeah. now, and you, I'm sure you, it's, you don't have to join. You can just do the campaigns. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go out in the world oh. with other people playing too. Modern games, I have no clue what they even are now. I'm still playing 8 bit, 16 bits, but that's all the time I have. I mean, the you video know, I games 20, now. I can dedicate 20 people, minutes to it. They're in their whole, like, they're. They dedicate so much time into building their characters that yeah. their whole life becomes like their characters way more interesting than they, than they are as a person. So <laughs> they spend so much time no, it's in the universe meeting up with people. And hey, if that's what they want to do, it's whatever. an addiction, though. I it's mean, an it's, addiction. R- it's right up there with uh, porn drugs. addiction or, I mean, it, or drug you, addiction. They've done studies where they've had people on drugs and put them in brain scan. They had people play video games, yep. put in brain scan, and they both satisfy the same oh, yeah. exact area of the brain, almost <clears> like smoking. That's why I limit myself to eight or sixteen bit. <laughs> yeah, because I can only put up with it so long. Like I played, I played Wizards and Warriors. Still one of my favorite games to play as Wizards and Warriors. I can beat the whole game in like an hour and a half <clears throat> and it, it's just fun as hell so i always go back to like goonies 2 or contra or i have a super nes like uh the the classic which it has pre-loaded games on it like 40 or 30 pre-loaded games on it the only two i or the i should say three the only three we play on that whole thing are uh legend of zelda link to the past super metroid and mario kart those are the only three games that we play but i love it that's it for Paul's moving or game nook. <laughs> you just throw nooks in there. <laughs> Wait, that's not actually fast a thing, food. Is it? Oh, hey, Popeyes I would, chicken, Popeyes chicken. I, I would mashed totally potatoes. Who would you rather have mashed potatoes from, Kentucky Fried Chicken or Popeyes chicken? Kentucky KFC. But wrong. No oh, shit. Oh, wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> I would just get uh, back when I was eating carbs. I would just get a six when I was a carb guy. <laughs> I've been off carbs since 2017. Ooh. Now I've come and cheated every once in a while and had pizza here, a sandwich mm. there. Not, but when I'm like, I haven't had bread in six months. Ooh, now, but I went 15 months without bread before. I've had bread in six, seven hours. <laughs> but when, when I five, how long, can, Kenny? How long can you last? I don't know, four, five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> but I used to buy the six pack of. Popeye's biscuits mm-hmm. and then the large mashed potatoes. With Popeye's gravy. biscuits are the best biscuits. And around. then make mashed potato yeah. sandwiches with the biscuits <laughs> and the gravy. <laughs> that's probably a good thing you haven't eaten carbs since 2017. Then if that's what you were doing with those carbs, <laughs> you I, were living I'm, the most of those eat carbs. All six of those. I can't imagine what my cholesterol was. Oh man, yeah, that's that's a cholesterol nightmare right there. We don't. Uh, we try not to do fast food at all. I don't know what the. I haven't had fast yeah. food in a while. That we that we can do. We're not doing the no carb thing, but we can definitely do no fast food because I I enjoy cooking. So that really helps if you enjoy cooking. I enjoy, enjoy cooking. Yeah. We made, uh, Maria made summer rolls last night. She makes good summer rolls. What the hell's a summer roll? And I'm in. What you ever it? had a, it? Oil? It doesn't. Well, it doesn't sound like bread. It, Vietnamese. You're not eating it. <laughs> Vietnamese restaurants sell it. It's like an egg roll, except it isn't fried. It's got rice paper, 
So it's like translucent. Oh, those I don't care for. The, the but texture you dip them in like those? peanut sauce. Yeah. And it's full of fresh vegetables. And nothing is cooked except the tofu. Yeah. The problem with it is I hate peanut sauce. And those uh, those wrappers kind of give me a well, fucking... if you don't like those, then... Those wrappers give me kind of a condom uh, feel to well, me. Yeah. I'm eating condoms. No. <laughs> that can't be good. Fry that shit up, man. <laughs> I I mean, I'm with you. I like the, egg, the old school egg rolls from old oh, yeah. school Chinese oh, restaurants up north. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, don't get me talking. I'm <laughs> don't get me talking about this. We'll start. A, that's <laughs> it for Dave's food nook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So Robocop, Oscar man, two great Kirkwood Smith vehicles, yeah, man. <laughs> that, I guess you have to like pull a theme out of everyone. That's the theme. That's of this a, I always get, I already got two great uh, or a good collage of pictures, but I feel like putting Oscar, Robocop, and just putting Kirkwood Smith on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> that's the real star of these two movies, but. Till next week, we are when me and Justin are uh, coming back. You can uh, always hit us up on Facebook where we post all the cool pictures every week, or you could leave us a like or a comment on our two platforms, SoundCloud or iTunes, or you could shoot us an email at fascinatedfilms at gmail dot com. You could send us fifty bucks too, just, oh God, just for just for whatever, just for whatever. <laughs> we'll say your name on that'd uh, be nice on man. the air. Yes, but we we got we got some exciting ones coming up next week. Me and Justin are going to do two more of our favorites. So. We'll see you then. So until then, see you. Bye. Watch it there, Connie. You've got a dangling participle. <laughs>